This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A gay couple who adopted an abandoned newborn that they found on a New York City subway platform are continuing to share their story and now have a children's book that's called Our Subway Baby. They are joining us right now. We've been so excited to have you on. We've been talking about your story all week. Uh, Pete Mercurio and Danny Stewart, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you very much. Y'all were in y'all's early 30s when y'all found your son. And yep. I, could baby, not, I couldn't imagine. This is in like, I'm 2000. Baby. Yeah, it was way. in 2000, yeah. right? I just couldn't imagine being like, oh, I'm going to take this baby home in my early 30s. What was going on in y'all's mind at that moment? I'll let Danny start because he was, he was the one who found them. So, get. well, you know, it's not something that we actually planned for. <laughs> so it was totally right. unexpected. Um, and uh, yeah, we just we kind of just went with it. Um, when we had the opportunity, we just said yes. Yeah. And we didn't have a lot yeah. of time to plan either. Uh-huh. The, the way that all the events unfolded, um, we just sort of almost became what we call, uh, what we came to call to ourselves, mm. uh, the closest two gay men can have to an unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, seriously, when I was reading that, that's what it. I felt like. I was like, oh, my God, they're just going through so much. Yeah. And did this story make, uh, it got a lot of attention at that point. It's been getting a lot of attention since 2000. Are you surprised that people um, continue to be drawn to what happened? Yes. Yes. I mean, it, it, it just kind of takes us by surprise that the story still resonates and still reaches people, um, you know, over almost 21 years later. Yeah. I mean, for most of that time, we're just going about our ordinary lives. You know, and then um, uh, something happens and it, it gets all over the place and then everybody's, you know, uh, interested. And it's great because we hear from so many people this time, especially from all over the world, all over the world and from so many countries that um, where uh, they're, you know, to be gay is is, is criminal. And they've yeah. reached out and, and, and just uh, have uh, said, you know, they're so inspired and hope that one day in their country they can do the same thing. It's really been remarkable. We're, we've been touched by all the responses we've gotten. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. How, how did the, the, your story, especially when you found Kevin, your son, on the, on, on, in the subway, and then I guess how did it get into the press, right? Like how did that kind of happen where the story became this huge national thing? I always wonder what stories like these. Yeah. I mean, which time it sort of – we sort of had – like so Danny had – you know, a bunch of local media that the day, the, the day after he found him, right. Just as the, 
Good Samaritan and Hero Who Found the Baby. And then yeah. I wrote an article for the New York Times in 2013, just sort of sharing the story. And that, re- that like put new batteries into the story. You know, <laughs> they yeah. got replaced and it took off again. And then just recently, you know, the book, uh, Our Subway Baby came out in September and somebody from the BBC uh, just asked to write about it, um, write about our story. It was a all over email interview. You know, we, I never even spoke to this this writer. I'd forgotten that she even had done it. And last Saturday, she said it's going to go uh, get published tomorrow, which was Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, okay. You know, I'm thinking to myself, it's a holiday. People will read it maybe on Monday. It was like no sooner than 10, 15 minutes after it got published on BBC, we were starting to receive emails and messages on social media from people reading it. It was so fast wow. and so crazy. So once again, you know, uh, the batteries were replaced in the story and it sort of took off again. So that's how it happened this time. So uh, I guess, what is the book about? Like, talk about making this story into a children's book. And why a children's book? Very good question. Yeah. Um, well, the book is basically the story of how uh, we became a family. And it's told in, uh, it's written in first uh, person direct address to my son as an infant and basically explaining to uh, him uh, how he was found and how he came to live with us and, and be in our family um, from, you know, from the day he was found to the day he uh, came home with us. And it sort of all happens in the month of December or, you know, in the fall of 2000 and then ends in the month of December. So it's, you know, the cover has some snow falling on it because the day we picked him up, there was actually flurries in the air and we were carrying him through the flurries. It was really kind of um, such a New York scene in a way. Mm-hmm. And, um, so uh, it takes place, you know, basically he comes home right before Christmas. So it's kind of also a Christmas story. Um, why a children's book? I, I think it was just we wanted to share it in a way that was accessible to all for all ages. You know, uh, kids weren't going to read an adult book. And um, parents seem to be, and older older people, you know, adults seem to be uh, taken to this book as, as, as well as their kids. So it's been quite remarkable and, and awe-inspiring the amount of feedback we've gotten from adults and kids alike. Yeah, and I'm sure also adults, uh, parents in the LGBTQ plus space, it's nice to see that representation too. And also in in terms of adoption, which is so challenging. It can be. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) I mean, of course, our story is unique. um, So we're not trying to pretend like this is a typical adoption story um it's truly miraculous of how we became a family and but you're right representation does matter um you know we every night we would read bedtime stories to our son he loved to be read to and of course there's you know when he was growing up there was very few books that had any type of theme related to lgbt at all i mean we one of the books that we read one of his favorites was uh and tango mix three mm-hmm. which was one of his favorites and so we would we we read that a lot to him but there wasn't a lot of books um back then yeah i mean i just appreciate y'all for y'all just seem like really great parents and because this this story got so big on a national and global level at this point i am sitting here wondering has the birth mom or any of the birth parents reached out like they were like oh wait this child it happened it's correlating to the same timeline has that ever happened yet it has not no we, we i kind of expected it to 
the, cert, the first time the story went, um, you know, got sort of told uh, through the New York Times piece in, in 2013, um, I thought it was going to happen then. And it, and it hasn't happened now either. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, you there's, know. There's been ample opportunity. Yeah, I mean, for, just, exactly. the day after he was found, I was like, it was on all of the no- local New York City um, stations. And it was a full, on a full, full 24-hour news cycle. It was constantly playing. It was in the papers. It was on, on in the news. And so there was, and of course, the police were searching for uh, the biological parents and no one ever turned up. No one ever stepped forward. And there's, it, and it, it would be really easy um, yeah. for, to, for someone to find Kevin. I think they would know who we are by now. Yeah, they yeah. would definitely be. Because you know, they would know they, the circumstances. The, yeah, the person would know the circumstances of what happened on in August twenty eighth, two thousand, and you know, with it being in the press, you know, if you have, uh, uh, you know, Google it, you know, you'll 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 figure out who we are. And so. you know, Kevin is twenty one now. What does he think about all of this? <laughs> uh, you know, we've asked them that several times uh, over the court past twenty twenty one years. Well, of course, when he was able to speak um, <laughs> <laughs> at his speaking age. And he has just said, this, this is my life. I don't, I don't, he doesn't understand what is so, mm. why people are seeing, why the, he thinks that they think this is so special and inspiring. It's like, yeah, this is just my life. You know, he's amused by it. He's like, I don't understand what the interest is. <laughs> well, I mean, people love love and they love good parents and they yeah. just love good people. And that's so, one yeah. of the yeah. stories. I also. mean, yeah. It, and so that. it's not shocking to me. But also when you're in it and you're in the moment, you're like, yeah, this is just life. This is I don't know right. any other life. And so. Right. I, I'm so he, excited for you all. Like, y'all are just so great. Thank this, you. Thank this you. It's a real good story for me. <laughs> And I normally Thank don't you. have feelings on this show. So yeah, he's usually I'm a actually skeptic feeling about, it. you know. Yeah, I'm actually really thing. feeling. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. So I guess like, let what, it out. Let it out. what <laughs> is the uh, takeaway from all of this as we wrap things up? Where, where do you hope to take your life in this story? What happens now? I, I don't know. We're taking it one day at a time right now. So we don't know what happens next with the story or, you know, our life. We're probably just going to, you know, after all this buzz dies down, go back to our normal lives and, and you know, resume normal activities. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's next. Yeah. And I would say, I mean, I, I just have been so uplifted by all yeah. the outpouring of people and the support and the love, and how the, it, this story has resonated so much to them. I mean, it, to me, it just speaks to like all the stuff that's happened in the last year. Oh yeah. Um, it's been a dark place, and so I think this story, what resonates so much for people is it is a story of love and hope and possibility of something better. And so it, it's that connection, reconnection to humanity and something good, and I think has really spoken to and has meant a lot to people. And that, to me, has been, meant a lot. That has really been something that's uplifted me through this time, and I've really appreciated how much um, this story is humbling, is it is just our life, that it has that people have really taken to it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, not to take this off of a serious note, but y'all, like, are really hot dads, by the way, as well. So y'all are putting <laughs> a lot the, going for the DILF oh, that's in funny. dads. That is, that's a, you know that's a first. Can we quote you? Yeah, we're, yeah we're gonna please. Do you can that's quote Ryan Mitchell, hotties. Seriously. On your next uh, <laughs> book, like, book thing. Forget dads. This is a zaddy account. This is beautiful. I'm, I'm right now making a meme with your with a line crediting you. <laughs> 
OMG. Oh, my God. Thank you well, so much again, for thank you to us. Pete Mercurio and Danny Stewart. Check out the book, Our Subway Baby, out now. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you so Pleasure much. Speaking with you guys. Coming you up on the show, the white party in Palm Springs has been rescheduled. We've got the latest next on What's Turning This Hour.